If I want to work seven days a week in the summer to be able to take a month off to travel in the spring or the fall, I think that's a perfect trade-off for me, and I'm willing to do that on my terms. Welcome to What's Your Free, a new podcast series exploring the movement to a new mindset. I'm your host, Sam, and I am fascinated by people who work where they want, when they want, and how they want. If you change your mindset, you can have the freedom lifestyle. You don't have to wait. This podcast series features stories of people who got there, how they did it, and how it's changed their lives. This is the Freedom Lifestyle. It's episode four, and today you're meeting my mom. Carrie Melanson, the owner of Chaos Control and the original girl boss in my life. And I did it for one-fifth of what I would charge now. I near gave my business away at the beginning. In this very special episode, you'll hear how my mom quit her job, moved to a new city, and reinvented herself as an entrepreneur. Watching her make this transition and share that experience with me openly throughout the years has helped make entrepreneurship my normal. Every year I get better and better at it. I fine tune the business and the mistakes that I've made, I've learned from every mistake. So instead of beating yourself up about it, it was a learning opportunity each time. We had so much fun making this episode. Like many women, my mom doesn't see herself as the powerful girl boss she is. It is a privilege to share her story with you. You know the answer's in your head. So. Okay, that's true. All right. Thanks for um, joining me on this podcast. The The first question we have to get out of the way is, are you cool with me calling you Carrie today? Of course. I know you get mad when I call you Carrie instead of mom. No, I'm good. So I think you have an awesome story. And what I love about your story is you went from a traditional nine to five job that you openly did not love. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And completely just turn your life around, quit your job, move to a new city, and basically like I've started to build your own empire, which is chaos control. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about that story. Going from the beginning, how long were you working and what exactly were you doing? I worked at the Ministry of Housing for 24 years and I did property management. So managed 2,000 units. The maintenance of them. And that was your job right out of high school, right? Right. 18 years old, I got hired. Were you excited when you first got it? Oh, I thought I was making a ton of money. And and at the time, it seemed like good money. But after the 24 years, when you were just getting small increases, it kind of caught up to you that wasn't that great after all. And right away, you kind of had the traditional, was it like 8.30 to 5, or what was the hours? 8.30 to 4.30, no ands, ifs, or buts. It was strict. Very strict. So you had to be at your desk at 8.30, you checked in, there was a button on your phone you pressed when you walked in, oh my and goodness. at the end of the day at 4.30 when you left, you had to check back out, which made it extremely stressful when you were a mother and driving your children to school so if they messed you up even for a minute <laughs> guilty yeah you would be so stressed by the time you got to work and there was just no flexibility around it 
Okay, so you were in that for 23 years. You ultimately decided to quit because you were moving. Right. Which is an awesome aspect of the story. When you did that, what did it what did it feel like quitting? Did you leave on good terms? Did you kind of let them know all of this anger and, and, and feelings <laughs> no, you had? I knew for months before, so I gave them out of respect four or five months notice so that they could plan it and they could hire someone and train somebody. I tried to get fired on a daily basis because there would be no severance package if I left without it. It didn't work? No. Every day I would say something to my boss and he'd be like, no, I'm not firing you today. (laughs) So all of these rules were put in place, but like it was pretty hard to get fired because it's unionized or? Yes. Okay, so you finally quit, and what did you think your life was going to look like? Like, Did you ever imagine you'd get to where you know you have your own business, working almost seven days a week if you wanted to? I just needed to come here and contribute to the relationship, so I needed to earn an amount of money. I had a figure in mind, and it I didn't know how it was going to look, but I needed to do something. So over some wine with girlfriends, they asked me what I was good at. So I did some soul searching and realized my best skill was my organization. Hmm. So she said, we'll create a business from that. And within a few days of doing that, I got a business name. I made, my kids made me hand-drawn flyers. And other family members delivered them door to door. I paid them a small amount per flyer. And within a week of sending out those handmade flyers, a lady called me in tears saying I had a picture that was drawn on the flyer and it was a lady pulling out her hair in kind of a cartoon character. And she called me in tears saying she looked like the lady on the flyer (laughs) and could I come? Talk about emotional marketing. It was great. So I went to meet with her. We were gonna do one organize one room of her house she booked me for the rest of the week after that, after she seen the difference that I could make. And then her family members came to visit, so I got two other family members from her. What did it feel like getting that first customer call? It was so exciting and so stressful, and I was, you know, so new at it and pretend and... Make <laughs> it till you make it? Yeah, exactly. So I walked in, and she asked how long I had been doing it, and I was like, oh, several, several years, because <laughs> in in my real life, I was organizing, and I would do my friends and my families. Meanwhile, she's customer number one. Yes. And she has no idea. No. My rates have doubled since that first day, which is great. Yeah, how nervous were you pricing yourself? I know that's something a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers are scared when they're asked, what's your fee? I near gave my business away at the beginning. The first stage I did was an entire house, and I did it for one-fifth of what I would charge now. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, I almost lost money doing it. My husband came, the, a couple of the kids came, we pulled out old carpeting. We actually did a house at the beginning and we peeled down wallpaper. I would never do that in a million years now. But my first, at the beginning, I didn't know any better. Those are the kind of things that we did. So the business started with just organizing mm-hmm. people's homes. That was what you're particularly good at and now it's expanded to lots of things. So Well, my one of the organization jobs I did was for a real estate agent. I went in and organized the entire house start to finish because it was going on the market for to be sold. So in those days while I was organizing it, I would move furniture around that made complete sense to me but not obviously to the client. So when the real estate agent came in to see what I had done, 
She said, there is no need for a stager in here. Is there any chance you could bring a few items and I'll hire you to do the stage? Hmm. So I went and stole everything off of my walls at home. You took your own furniture. Anything and... good I had. My carpet I took. <laughs> the best towels we had. <laughs> Stripped my house completely. and Put it in your truck. Drove over. And staged this house. And the real estate agent was so thrilled. Especially with the price I had charged at the time. That she told numerous people. And it started from there. The business model for home staging is so insane. So basically, you have relationships with these manufacturers. So you buy furniture at a discount, right? Yes. You go to auctions sometimes. You've brought um, me- those were back in the day. I don't do that too often anymore. So you get high quality designer furniture at like wholesale, mm-hmm. and then you charge people every time you put that one piece of furniture in their house. Well, I bring a truckload of furniture typically. And then as long as you're good and keep it in... Well, now I have a contract with clients. One of the learning opportunities I had early on was I had no contract signed with a client and her dog got sprayed by a skunk and the patio door was open so it ran throughout the house and it took me close to three weeks to get the smell out of my stuff. Things had to be uh, dry cleaned, washed steam cleaned my carpets had to go to a carpet cleaning place it was the worst thing i had ever dealt with in the business end of it but you didn't have any type of damage contract i did make a phone call to her telling her you know the problems i was having getting rid of the smell because she was very apologetic but i spent hundreds and she did reimburse me a portion of it and then i realized okay i need an ironclad contract now In terms of your branding, I remember you said you have a fun story about how you came up with the name. So the business is called Chaos Control, which would mean that you're controlling people's chaos. Okay. But it's not a business name for home staging per se, because it doesn't say what I do. So for years, people have tried to tell, friends have tried to tell me to change it to something more like Carrie's Home Staging. And I was stuck to my guns and people comment at least once a week on how much they love my business name. Yeah. When I'm opening the door and they're like, chaos control, exactly what we need. Come in. (laughs) So if it was called Carrie's Home Staging, you're not going to get that response. Yeah. So even if they're kind of giggling at your name, it's still, they're remembering it. It's working for you. Yes. And it's easy to remember to refer me. Women in particular, but it's it's being proven that men encounter this as well, something called imposter syndrome. Have you heard that term before? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you ever suffered with, you know, being an entrepreneur kind of mid-career in a big city that you were new to? For sure. I used to get asked to do speeches or presentations on my business and I was always so afraid to do that podcast interviews with your daughter yeah exactly (laughs) because I thought that what would people want to hear what could I actually tell people that they'd want to hear from me I felt like I got lucky and that this all was handed to me now that I look back 10 years later I do realize it was my hard work and could you do it now yes you would give a presentation in a boardroom with that many people I could, only probably because I believe in what I do now, and I believe in my service. And the value that you can provide. Yes, but would I do it is the (laughs) next question. (laughs) Yes, I still don't like public speaking. I don't think that is my strength in the least, so 
I would be very nervous to do it. You're just like the classic case of just great work, great personable, reliable, yeah. well-priced, mm-hmm. and people just keep coming back, and you can make a living off of that. Yeah, and I had a lot of integrity through it. People could trust me in their homes, and I think that gets out there. I showed up on time. I worked hard. If there was any problems, I rectified them. I was fair. You've had some employees come and go for you. Like, have have any of your employees ever gone against those values that you have have been so important in building your brand? There was a few people that were um, that came for a day or so, and I didn't think they fit in, so there was never a call back to them. So you didn't have to formally fire anybody. You no. just didn't give them new business. Exactly. That's kind because, of the ideal. Yeah, because I'm on a call basis only, so I would, you know, if I know I have three jobs this week. I book it at the beginning of the week, but I pick who I think the right employee is for that job. That's what I really love about being an entrepreneur is getting to choose who you work with. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in an office setting, you don't get to pick your colleagues or your boss. And it's very unlikely that you're all going to get along. You just have to make it work. Whereas when you have your own business, you probably turn down even clients sometimes, right? The The agents that don't pay on time or don't treat you as respectfully as some of the other agents that do, you make them a low priority. So if I have my A real estate agent that gives me a phone call, she jumps above everybody else and she gets the best product. Amazing. Because she's going to continually give me work all winter, where some of these other agents are just, they sell one home a year and you're only getting one job a year out of them. And they'll call and negotiate the price after you've given it to the client. So now those particular agents, I know, so you, you do what you need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Adjust the price accordingly because you know that it's going to make them feel better to talk you down a few hundred dollars. How does the the term freedom lifestyle resonate with you? I know this is a new thing we say in our household Mm -hmm. now that I'm doing this initiative Do you know exactly what that means when you hear Freedom Lifestyle and and what's your version of free? Freedom Lifestyle for me is the ability to work when I need to work and take the time that I want to take. Um, Not having to punch a clock is probably the best gift someone could give you. If your children had a Christmas concert or a doctor's appointment or whatever, it was all a struggle. And I think being an entrepreneur as a parent would give you the freedom to be able to, if I want to work at nine o'clock at night, then work at nine o'clock at night, but be able to get to that 12 o'clock concert. So you really feel like now you can fit your life. You fit your work into your life versus fitting your life around your work. Yes. Your whole life shouldn't be about work. There's got to be a balance there of a freedom. What advice would you give to someone who might be listening to this who, similarly to you, was mid-career, they invested in you know, a job in a certain industry, they've gained some seniority, and they realize that they're not happy, they, they want the freedom lifestyle. What kind of advice would you give someone at that stage? I think the older you get, the more you realize that happiness outweighs any financial decision. If you're not happy, then what's the point of having a ton of, of, you know, money in the bank? And then I would also say to that, that I think you should start on a smaller scale. If you're afraid to do it, then maybe start something small on the weekends and after hours. Like a side hustle. Like a side hustle, for sure. The best part about my business is because I grew it slowly, 
I would at the beginning, if I did a stage, I would take 20% of the profit of that stage and reinvest it into my business to build the inventory that I currently have. I think people get comfortable. They go in nine to five. At the end of the day, you don't have to think about anything else until you get in the next morning. I think if you want to achieve greater things in life and to be able to have a lifestyle where it gives you the flexibility to be able to take a month off if you needed to travel or if your children had a Christmas concert you wanted to get to, if you're your own if you're running your own show, you get to do these things. And how important is that for you and how you want to live your life? At this stage of my life, everything. It means a lot. So as someone that has children that are entrepreneurial, girl boss, as you said, who mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. walk away from comfort, that steady paycheck, what's that like for you as a parent to see them take those risks? It's a little scary at the beginning, But knowing the children I have raised, I know that there's greatness ahead of them. And um, it's exciting to see what the possibilities of what they may do. Well, it's, it's great that you said that. And I really attribute my risk tolerance to you being that supportive of me. I have friends that share with me that, you know, they go to their parents and they pitch freedom lifestyle type initiatives and ways of looking at the world. And they really get a lot of pushback from that. So... Thank you for being so supportive. Have you ever had friends share that with you where they're worried about their children? You know, these millennials these days, I don't know how they think they're they're going to make money. A hundred percent, for sure. I think that you need to be supportive of your children. If we stop them from these possibilities in their early 20s, they might look back someday and think, I wish I would have done that when I was young enough to to enjoy the freedom lifestyle with the no responsibilities right now it's the perfect timing I started my business when I was 40 years old leaving 23 years of security behind it was a little bit scary when I look back now 10 years if I wouldn't have done it then I may have a lot of regrets right now so what's next for you how are you thinking about 2018 where do you want to take your freedom lifestyle do you make resolutions i have a one-year goal is i would like to make double the money i made this year but work less hard okay i'm currently doing a lot of the physical labor and i have a vision for next year that i have two young strapping men (laughs) to (laughs) empty my truck and to reload it at the end of it and you just point i point and i can be the creative mind i can do all of the picking and you know the creativity of it but i need people to physically do the labor love that Mm -hmm. work smarter not harder exactly (laughs) amazing well i'm sure you're gonna do that Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I think this has been great. I think, as I said, you have an awesome story to tell. So I'm happy to help shape it. And maybe after this, you'll start saying yes to some of those opportunities too. (laughs) I would count on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got lots to offer. So thank you so much, Mom. Carrie, you're amazing. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning into episode four. If you're enjoying the podcast series, please subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast and access the freedom lifestyle. If you have friends that would benefit from this message, I would love, love, love your help in sharing this podcast online and within your networks. 
Thank you so much.